I am Zarina Dimitrova, a strategic partner and mentor to businesses in the process of transformation. Join me on Grow and Learn as we explore a range of topics from personal development and career advancement to relationship building and financial management. With practical advice, inspiring stories and expert interviews, we'll give you the tools you need to thrive in every aspect of your life. Join us as we share insights and strategies that can help you achieve your personal and professional growth objectives. Have you heard the term business Kung Fu? What do you think about the term business energetics? Have you heard about improving your business through mindset and energetic practices? This is totally up my alley. My guest today is a fellow Qigong trainer. I'm not a trainer, but I'm I'm just a practitioner, but he's a trainer, Craig Crook. He's based in California. He's an entrepreneur with 26 years behind his back in running innovative companies. The last one uh, he saw and now started his own consulting business. And today we're going to be speaking about his new book, Business Kung Fu. Welcome, Craig. And thank you, Zarina. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm happy to share with your audience. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me. So tell us how this all began, Craig. Uh, when did you realize that these practices that you're now describing in the book are working, they're, they're, that they're doing the magic for you? Oh, sure. So um, the concept behind Business Kung Fu, why, why it's even titled that to begin with, is I study Chinese Kung Fu uh, from age 17 to 25 really intensely. And then I started my company at age 25. And a lot of the principles and lessons I learned from Chinese Kung Fu, I actually applied them to how I thought about my company, structuring it, uh, modeling it, my mindset, discipline, perseverance, you know, all these aspects that I learned as principles of Chinese martial arts, martial arts in general, but the system I was studying was the foundation is Chinese Kung Fu. And, and really applied that. And over the years, um, it helped me along the way as I grew my company and then eventually uh, sold it and you know stayed on for a few years as CEO in my role. And, and now I'm on this new chapter in life and I really wanted to share that. But the, the concept is a, an actual practical direct application through my business uh, experience. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some of these principles? I mean, I, I'm aware of, you know, the, the diligence of being, but you tell me, well, what, is in, what are some pre- principles of Kung Fu and of martial arts that apply perfectly to the business world? Sure, sure. So you mentioned like discipline, for example, is, is really big. I have a whole chapter on discipline. And uh, the way I see discipline, there's uh, three aspects is one, showing up. Yeah, it's, which is funny. It just seems like, well, of course, but not everyone really shows up. I'm talking like showing up every day to work on your business, to better yourself, better your organization, right? Showing up. But then it's, it, that's half the battle. There's more to it. So, because once you show up, uh, what are you doing? You you have to uh, be productive. You actually have to, you know, get busy producing, producing things that uh, are going to advance yourself, build your capabilities, build your organization. And then third is being effective. Yeah, well, that's where you're starting to create true value, value for others. So that uh, as you're running your company, you're creating value and people are going to compensate you fairly for that value you're producing. 
And that's really um, what discipline is all about, those three aspects. But if we take a step back from that, I have a model called the five elements of entrepreneurship. And uh, you're probably familiar with a five element theory, you know, since you've practiced it at Qigong. Five element theory for your audience is uh, uh, a theory based in Chinese culture that's um, ancient and it permeates throughout the culture from martial arts to music to food to um, medical systems, spiritual systems. And those five elements, uh, in theory, uh, have all of us have this constitution of five elements in, in all things. In, in the Chinese system, those uh, five elements are fire and earth, metal, water, and wood. Now, what I've done is, is borrowed from that five element theory. And through my personal experience of running a company and also observing other entrepreneurs um, and that have led to a successful career, I identified five elements um, that are required and placed it into this uh, theoretical model. So the, the five elements of entrepreneurial success is really passion, starts with passion. Passion leads to discipline. And I'm talking about a generative cycle, a creative generative cycle. Um, that discipline leads to expertise. And then that expertise leads to confidence. And then confidence leads to faith. And as you go through that generative cycle, you're building the potential of these elements and then filling that potential. But then as you continue to go through that and evolve, you need to maintain balance. And that's what's very challenging for entrepreneurs because of all the things that are thrown at us, we get out of balance uh, very easily. So how quickly can you get back to balance and maintain that balance? And then there's also the destructive cycle where if your mindset isn't right, you can start, those elements can start to diminish and go in the reverse direction. And then there's interrelationships between the elements where they can have positive and negative impacts uh, to each other uh, based on um, a variety of you know mindset uh, things that are in play. Mm -hmm. So so let's make it a bit more tangible and practical. Let's say you identify based on, on this uh, model that you've created the the element that is lacking. How do you address? Let's say the um, the the level of confidence do you look at the previous the yeah. the preceding element and and what tools do you use then to to help the the business person achieve confidence in addition to understanding that they actually need to work on their uh, what was it knowledge capability uh expertise expertise, expertise yes yeah. Mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah great great question so yes let's look at confidence so confidence let's say there could you know there be that Excess or deficient condition. Let's talk about the deficient condition first, mm -hmm. right? So uh, if if someone doesn't have the proper confidence, it's going to impede their progress as an entrepreneurial um, on their journey to success. Why? Because if they're not confident, they're going to not be able to sell effectively because when you're out there selling what you have to offer, people pick up on your confidence. And if you're not delivering in a confident fashion, they tend to question, like, if you really know what you're doing, like, is this person really a safe bet? Am I going to be able to rely on them if I hire them or, you know, give them a contract? Are they going to perform? Are they going to mess things up? And I'm going to end up getting fired, right? That's what goes through a lot of buyers' minds. So it's super important from a sales perspective to be confident. 
But another aspect of confidence is actually um, your self-worth. And I think uh, you even talk about self-worth a lot with people, if I'm not mistaken. And if someone doesn't have that confidence, they tend to uh, not value themselves and thus are not charging uh, the value of their services in the marketplace. They just kind of, their mindset isn't correct and they just uh, aren't fairly compensated even if they are really good at what they do. But if, if they don't have the proper mindset, they're just not confident for some reason, then they're not going to um, have the earning potential that they could if they had that confident mindset. So uh, um, what do you do to strengthen confidence, right? To get to the other part of your question. So as we looked at element that is um, the precursor to confidence is expertise. So that means what is expertise? It's expertise is where you need uh, various skills that you develop to a high discipline level. Uh, it's a master of your craft because as you get better at something, you just naturally get more confident. And everyone has their own personality and 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 challenges. At, so even if they're really good, there could still be a confidence issue. But let's at least say, you know, in one, one person, as they get better and better and better, there's a natural confidence that starts to come about, especially as they experience other people complimenting them on their expertise, noticing their expertise, recognizing it, acknowledging it. Then that confidence just starts to naturally build. However, say the next person that even if all that is happening, they still have a lock, right? Well, um, the aspect of confidence is really you know, that that negative self chatter that people contend with. That's that's what kind of impedes that confidence. Where there's like the imposter syndrome, or people are just like, "Yeah, I'm not good enough," or "Who do you think you are?" Or "Yeah, you're just." you know, all these negative things. And that's a daily battle that all of us uh, have to face. And getting the, the right mindset around that, uh, I found that affirmations are very helpful, positive affirmations. And that's in the form of having a very present statement, like I am such and such, I am confident, <laughs> you know, just saying uh, daily affirmations to yourself. And there's a ton of them out there for all kinds of different purposes. But that's uh, for someone that doesn't have the right mindset. That's one example of something that can help develop that confidence. And then discipline does have an aspect that has there is the grandparent relationship, like the, the expertise is the parental relationship to confidence. But then discipline is a grandparent relationship to confidence. So the more discipline someone uh, has, it creates the potential for confidence to a greater extent. So as the more they employ discipline, it is going to help with that confidence as well. Mm -hmm. uh, just to uh, introduce briefly, um, what I, this part of my talk that maybe you were referring to regarding self-worth, it actually had three components. One of them was uh, uh, programming from early childhood, that mm. is, or, or possibly from previous life for the ones who believe in previous lives, but it, it's irrelevant whether mm. you believe it or not. It's still the the allegory and the mental model that you're creating and carrying inside, irrespective of what you believe in. So that's the early yes. childhood programming. The second one is indeed the mindset, your internal self-talk, 
And the third one is future pacing. That's your purpose and how much this purpose is actually um, driving you to uh, to have to have an impact and to uh, to see your importance. So this purpose actually grows your, your importance naturally. Mm. Uh, and um, th this one actually, um, these three elements, they're just a different prism to look at, or maybe an earlier stage to look at the expertise, because I, I can totally see how expertise influences conf uh, confidence. And I was um, like backtracing my experience in these things that I'm teaching. And, I'm, and you're right, the more feedback you get, the more uh, achievement you see from other people, you know, that are applying these tools, the more confidence grows irrespective of what I'm just mm -hmm. saying about programming, reprogramming right. and mindset yes. and so on. So both yes. are true. Both are true. One is yes. yeah, more inner work. The yeah. other like ex experience is more the outer yes. living of it. Yes. Uh, I, I really like what you said there. And um, if I can expand upon that, like when you're talking about purpose, I can align that to the first element of passion, because if you really find your purpose and if you're living your purpose uh you get joy out of that fulfillment and joy and that's in the heart center and that's where passion resides too and you're going to be passionate which passionate innate passion discipline right because if you're passionate about something you're going to go at it and it doesn't even feel like work you know you're it really fuels discipline there is a time though when discipline needs to kick in because you know again what life throws at us but then Another interesting thing you said, especially from early childhood, yes, is valid, I believe. And uh, that's where healing comes into play. Where all of us have, you know, power, you know we've all had encounters that have been negative. Sorry, Craig, your and, connection uh, uh, slowed down a little bit and I didn't hear what you said. Would you repeat? Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Sorry about that. Um, so again, to... Uh, programming uh programming with um in the play and healing is important because we all need it because all of us have had traumas um no one none of us have led a perfect life uh we've all had encounters that have been negative and affected us in certain ways and that programming as you stated can really detract from from confidence so going through various aspects of healing modalities can be really helpful with that. Just like we, we mentioned Qigong for a, a quick second, you know, that's a great modality to help heal, uh, bring about healing um, so that you can wipe that, wipe that away. And then it just helps confidence. And so that's, that's an aspect of where uh, in that confidence element, a, um, an activity that directly impacts that particular element. Uh, going through a healing process. Yeah. While you were running your long-lived company that, that you were the CEO of at the end, the 26-year-old long engagement with this company, what are some of the major hurdles that you realized you had despite of everything that you applied? Were there some major hurdles that you had to overcome? Oh, yes. Right from the very beginning. Um, started the company with very limited resources. So I uh, started with two friends from college and we each put in $1,300 each and I had a computer and that's how we started the company. And 
we really um, yeah, didn't, didn't have much. So it was really a, a struggle um, to get things going. That's all we had and that's all we put in. And um, those first five years were really tough, just a slow grind of trying to get sales revenue and uh, grow it to a certain extent to then finally hire other people. The first five years was really uh, brutal um, contending with revenue challenges and trying to stay profitable, et cetera, et cetera. As we got past that and started to grow, then you know, all kinds of other challenges came into play where uh, managing the workload, hiring staff, not getting ahead of ourselves, uh, cash flow um, challenges, um, the markets that we were serving, how are we going to continue to grow? adapting and shifting our target market. Um, these are all different challenges that came into play as we continued to grow. Like it's funny because as we grew, oh yeah, once we get to this level, we won't have these problems anymore. Okay, but now yeah. there's a whole new set of problems <laughs> that yeah. arise. Yeah, so yeah, it's an interesting journey for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and so what kind of um, practices did you apply or have you recognized some of the teachings that you have in the book that you see oh now I actually did that sure yeah absolutely so um, in my martial arts study the founder of the system that I study he has a methodology called SCRA which stands for spontaneous creative rhythmic adaptation method it's a training method and that is um, something that was applied in running the company because business, the business environment is highly dynamic, it is constantly evolving. And the industry I was in, uh, technology and internet, because uh, it was a online company to begin with, a digital first company way back in 1996, and everything was evolving rapidly um, at a rapid pace. New technologies coming out every week, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that Scrum method, you know, adaptability, that was a big thing because those first two years we were struggling with our target market and we had to adapt. We had to pivot and change and say, oh, let's go after this other target market instead. We can still service this one, but let's now focus over here, which turned out to be really good. But after a period of time, it's like, oh, we need to change again because this target market, we're only going to get so far. Let's go after uh, this different target market. And um, that was all about being adaptable as circumstances came. And then there's that aspect of, um, you know, the, my, the name of my company was Rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. So it was Rhythm is in everything and everywhere agency. and there's a certain yeah. rhythm. It was a digital marketing agency? Correct, a digital marketing agency. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, from what I correct. understood, you started yes. in 96, um, so the very beginning of this kind of business. Correct. Yeah. 1996. There was only 30 million people worldwide online at the time. Uh -huh, yeah. Wow. Um, and That's now cool. whatever, we have billions of people online now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was early on. So not a lot of people were um, online and you know, the market was small and people didn't even know what the internet was. <laughs> you know, we had to do a lot of education uh, yeah. to people. Uh, but, you know, it grew very fast and, and, um, and that's where we had to be very spontaneous too, as things were changing, uh, you know, really that, that scrum method being spontaneous, uh, being able to adapt and also being very highly creative as the business environment was constantly evolving. You know, what 
kind of new solutions could we bring to the table? And that takes a lot of creative thought and exploration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it takes it, but did you naturally have it or did you use some tools to uh, open up your mind and to become more creative about it? Do you have a special process? Yeah, that was... Uh... Gotcha. Yeah, it was more um, ingrained in me. One, I was just naturally creative to begin with. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I studied um, music at a young age, so I played piano and guitar. So I had this natural creative ability uh, that I'm wired with. Um, but from the, my martial arts training, it is highly creative, especially with that training method, spontaneous creative rhythmic adaptation method. Uh, there's so much creativity on how I was trained in martial arts and how to uh, create as you're in the flow. Cause you get into this rhythm state, I like to call it, which is a flow state. I like to call it a rhythm state. Um, and it's a highly creative um, in the moment, present moment that you get into. And that's the big thing that I learned is really when we're working on business problems to get really present. Mm -hmm. Because if you're worrying about things that are in the future or you're really angry or, or stressed out about things that have happened, it it blocks your um, channeling in a sense of receiving information. Okay. And, and and that's where you can become creative, right? Like I know you understand. Yeah, I totally um, understand. So the that training... understand as well. We oh, have good. a short delay. Good. Sorry for that. Yeah. Oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was really ingrained in me through that training. So I had the natural affinity, but then it was further developed through my martial arts training as well. Uh, another aspect too, with creative, especially like problem solving that I, a lesson that I applied that's in my book that I write about and explain was the process of, we, we called it discipline technique where you evolved a certain technique to such a high level. It's like developing a technique to its highest level where you're able to break material. So we used to break cement, red bricks, and half of half of it was getting your, like your hands or your feet conditioned and, and ready to be able to break that's half. But the other half was really in your mind. So it was being able to focus, and when you where you focus is super important because if if you focus on the brick and when you go to hit it, all that shock is just going to go right back up your hand and into your arm and it really hurts. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. But if you focus past the brick of where you, yeah, you want to be where you want your hand to be, you go right through it. And then there's also this aspect of of confidence, and I would say even faith. Really, it's really faith that you have absolute certainty that you can break this brick. And when you have that focus and faith combined, it, you go right through it. And now I'd use that analogy um, to my staff. I want to use it myself, but to my staff when we uh, to problem solve, when there's challenges, things that weren't working and we needed to solve a problem. And people tend to get fixated on the problem itself and then they get agitated and they just kind of get nowhere they get stuck and they get a term called spun out like you know it's a term that been used here you know <laughs> spun out yeah. just you go nowhere <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're just in your mind too much um right and and really if you can focus 
to where you want to be, the goal that you want to achieve, you know, that, that aspect of where you want to be, it really helps during that problem solving um, process. And also believing there's at times when talking with my staff members, you can tell just through their, they would just, actually, I, I know you can do it. I believe in you. Sometimes they need to hear that because they have that self-doubt that gets in the way of their own problem solving. So those that that faith and and um, focus is super important. So I'd use that analogy quite a bit when it came to problem solving. I really love the the example with the with the brick, the focusing mm -hmm. past the brick. I've actually heard about this before when it comes to breaking in. Um, bricks with martial arts, but yes. I, I never made the link, but it makes absolute sense. And if I may briefly share one of the um, exercises that has worked for me really well, that is similar to what you're saying now, go past the problem. How can we actually reach this point and get yourself in the proper state? Um, it is to imagine yourself kind of embody the future you as you would be once the problem is gone or once you've solved mm -hmm the whatever you want to solve or once you've achieved whatever you wanted to achieve so you put yourself in this state of being and from this point you ask the question okay how do i solve the problem or what do i need to do what is my next step because uh, this is the highest point of um, conditioning that you can have for solving of this particular problem yeah totally agree that's that aspect of uh, manifestation and how to manifest your reality in a sense um I love what you just said. And that's a great, another practical application of, of you know, what I talked about. Um, and I totally get it. Um, yes, it's it's really putting yourself in that future state, which is where the focus is past. Yeah, it, it, that's perfect. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, but but the the comparison with the allegory with the brick is perfect. Uh, before we continue, uh, Craig, I'd just like to mention to everybody listening, and now that we're speaking about flow and productivity, that I've been taking this drink called Magic Drink, uh, and it is Magic Mind, sorry. <laughs> magic Mind, <laughs> but it's a magic drink, actually. It's all uh, natural herbal teas, and... Um, it uh, boosts energy. It's actually crushing procrastination and it gets you in the flow. So it's a productivity increaser without boosting yourself with coffee and with all kinds of stuff. Um, do check it out because I have a discount code for this one. I'll put it in the, in the link. Just for your uh, information, the four things that are really important that have helped me since I've been drinking this, which has been the past month and I've been quite productive in the past month. Um, so these are nootropics. This, these help with focus. Matcha tea helps with energy, adaptogens, reduces stress, and vitamins for immunity. So again, magic mind. Thanks for that, Craig, <laughs> for your patience. Uh, oh, no problem. That, that's, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. That sounds like uh, something I'd like to try, actually, because I, I, I love health and nutrition and yeah, adaptogens and... Um, you know, all, all those things are uh, actually, really wonderful. So, you know, I I I have never done uh, sponsored products before, and it's the first time I'm mm -hmm. ever doing this, and I'm really beyond happy. I gave it a go because I I would normally say no. It you know I I don't want to be coming up with all kinds of products and pro 
promote products. It's, it's a different type of a podcast. But they said um, the founder of the company is actually an entrepreneur and he burned out and he, he had uh, heart issues because of overly coffee consumption. And I and I and I saw his story and I related like uh, I understand how stressed out people can be. He said this is um, a replacement of coffee and it doesn't have the negative effects of coffee. It still puts you in the flow. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried it and it, it's really amazing. Like I wouldn't be <laughs> no waving bottles here. If yeah. I right. Yeah. Even. Well, that, yeah. that's wonderful. You, it's authentic because you've actually tried it. And, and and you've seen it actually work for you, so you're just sharing it. So I think that's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm I'm interested. Matt, what is it called again? Magic. Magic mind. And Magic mind. Is, yeah, it's called Magic Mind. And the thing is, okay. you're supposed to have one in the morning, but it tastes so good that I sometimes have two because it's just <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. You, you know, uh, talking speaking of of burnout, you know, that is another aspect that I talked about in my book also is um because my story is i was so consumed by my business that i went from a a excellent state of health to 10 years later to a very poor state of health and then that continued uh for about another mm, seven years at least until i really realized wow i really have to change things because i was really burning out like I wasn't able to perform like I used to and I had to make some drastic changes and that's where uh qigong came into play mm-hmm. and then all other aspects of nutrition and then exercise I was actually uh diagnosed with uh diabetes um when I was 40 46 I believe and it all started to make sense because I was like wow okay that's why I have my foggy brain that's why I get so tired in the afternoon. And that's why when I get home at night after dinner, I crash out on the couch when I don't even intend to. And all of a sudden I wake up and found that I just slept for two hours. And you know, all these different things stress? that. Sorry for interrupting. I'm just curious. Did you, did you assign oh, this to stress mostly or was it also poor diet? Um, it was a number of factors. Stress, absolutely. Poor diet, Absolutely. Lack of sleep, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lack of activity, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so it was all these different things. I was just so consumed with working on the business, in the business, and on the business, um, taking care of everyone else's needs that I neglected my own needs, and that's something that is a big lesson I learned that I. I share in the book and I, I have a saying in the book that it is important to be of service to self so that you can be of service to others for a lifetime mm-hmm. because I was being of service to others, but then I found myself being just totally burned out and unable to perform like I used to be able to. Yeah. Now I've turned that around. I've re- reversed diabetes hundred percent naturally, no drugs, no medications, just hundred percent naturally. And I just had my most recent blood panel actually yesterday and got my results back and all good. Yeah. Um, and I feel just like I did when I started my company today. And how long I can, did it take, I can uh, how long did it take observed. you to reverse your diabetes? You know, I would say, cause I had it full on 
uh, I caught, I probably got it down to the pre-diabetes level after uh, the first year of really working on it. And then, um, then I would get into not having it and then kind of would bounce back and forth between pre-diabetes and not having it for a couple of years. Um, so I think after about three, four years is when it really kicked in where my, my A1C number, which is the most important number, uh, fell into the normal range. Uh, and there's some other markers too, but today, like all my markers are, are normal, which is, which is fantastic. And then there's another aspect to it as well. Um, from an emotional mental standpoint, you know, that's like a physical health thing, but then there's also your emotional mental health. Right. And in, uh, 2014, you know, we were in a rapid growth phase. We were on the Inc 5,000 list of mm -hmm. fastest growing private companies in the country. Um, we made that list five years in a row. So this is probably like year three into that. So our company was growing fast we were super busy and I just was out of balance with myself. My mental state just was out of balance. My emotional state just out of balance, just very impatient, get triggered easily. It wasn't myself. Um, when I, I knew of Qigong through my martial arts, the martial Qigong and some health and wellness Qigong from when I was younger. And I knew of medical Qigong, but I never experienced it. Um, then I found this gentleman in 2014 that was referred to me. And I said, wow, interesting. Uh, I'll go check it out. And went to see him once a month. And after six months, I found myself completely centered and balanced again. It was wonderful. And then he asked me at that time, would you like to learn how to do this? And I said, absolutely. Because I you know, had such a fascination with it to begin with. So in, in January of 2015, I started studying and I've been um, studying that um, nonstop, the medical and spiritual Qigong. There's three branches, primarily martial, medical, and spiritual Qigong. And, um, and today I'm even enrolled in a doctorate program for Chinese energy medicine. And it was such a game changer for me, my business, because I became much more centered, more relaxed and calm natural self even some of my employees had mentioned it to me like oh yeah there's you're you're different <laughs> you're you're more chill you're more you know calm these days and i just kind of like smiled at myself because i didn't let anyone know what i was doing yeah and uh um but it was a game changer for me and that's something that i'm, I'm sharing with people today um, so when you say sharing, is it also um, described in the book or do you mean uh, when you consult people, how do you integrate the mm -hmm. medical Qigong in the consultations? Sure. So it, it is mentioned in the book, although it's just a small mention in the book. Because um, it's mostly focused on the martial arts and how it, you know, like I mentioned earlier, but it is mentioned. Um, that's probably gonna be another later book actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and how I do that today is, um, I do that energy medicine work with people. Uh, so when they come see me on a one-on-one -on -one basis, I'm able to do that. I have a lot of professional oriented people that come to see me, you know, business professionals and so forth. And a lot of them are, have high stress. And I find that anxiety is the most common form. Yeah. Um, condition that of that people have <clears throat> when they come in to see me that could that could be uh, coming from just extreme stress it could be a lot of uh, excessive obsessive nervousness mm -hmm. uh, it could be fear you know that just rises up you know, fear resides in the kidneys and it rises up to the heart center 
creates anxiety. Um, so I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, but then also as I'm starting to, I'm starting to kind of bring this together. I'm at my early stage of my next chapter, but workshops, yeah, you know, I've, I've have some workshop formats and I've done some, um, I was just in uh, Sedona, Arizona a few weeks ago and I led uh, some Qigong uh, routines in the morning, uh, two days and for this mastermind group. And uh, I also have another event coming up in a couple of weeks where I'm going to be leading everyone through some Qigong routines. So there's that environment teaching people. These are some tools that you can utilize to just help you relax and become more balanced, especially these uh, one set of exercises I am um, able to teach. They has three components of purging, tonifying, and regulating. Um, you could be familiar with this, but the purging is you know, getting rid of all the that negative energy that's within uh, you that we stuff inside. I'm actually inside not from familiar with this. I only started Qigong in November. I'm not that. Uh, I'm a beginner. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, very good. So, so there's this one exercise that uh, it utilizes. You know, the, for the audience that may not be that familiar, Qigong looks a lot like Tai Chi. A lot of people have seen Tai Chi, but uh, Tai Chi has the martial applications where uh, Qigong doesn't necessarily have that. It can, but it it doesn't at times. So there's these slow, simple movements uh, and there's breathing along with that. And in this particular exercise, there's also visualization where you're visualizing different colors of light. And then there's also sound when there's different types of sound that target specific organs in the body because our organs in the body uh, are storehouses for certain emotions that get stored mm -hmm. uh, from these negative interactions that we have with people, places, situations, things. So um, this this one particular set of exercises purges, meaning it gets rid of the negative energy that is stuffed down and, and clustered up as stagnation and blockages um, and, and breaks that apart, disperses it. Now that space has been created. And then, uh, then the exercise then also tonifies utilizing light and it fills that empty space that's just been created so you're strengthening so tonifying you're strengthening um bringing in the more positive aspects right and then regulating just means it's balancing creating that sense of balance and that's through the combination of the sound and the light the breathing and the motions and movement and so forth is creating a balancing effect um for the individual and that's something for me that um this one particular exercise that I would do daily. Um, and it was really great because the stresses in life don't stop. They keep coming, especially when you're running a company, you do this stuff and all of a sudden everything is just rainbows and nothing ever comes at you. <laughs> life is always throwing things at you. You know, there's you know unpleasant surprises, but you're just better equipped to manage through it you're not you don't control it because you, you know we really can't control the, the external circumstances we can control we can control ourselves and really what i like to say is manage it so you're able to manage things much better because you're better equipped mm -hmm. um while you were talking again i was reflecting on the on the practices that i'm doing and and how i see our construction as uh, energy bodies and also the physical layer. And um, yes. I yes. was thinking when, uh, when, when you're doing 
medical Qigong. Is there something that, um, like a, a particular area that would be responsible for the way you receive or your abundance even? Because this is the, the same way you can medically heal yourself through sending energy there. Mm. You could potentially charge a certain area for business success. And is there such a thing in Qigong? Sure. Sure. So abundance, I would say, uh, you know, a lot of um, abundance, you have to have that right mental state of being able to receive abundance, right? And there's different aspects that come to uh, um, with that. So there could be a couple of things. Um, one, abundance, someone has to be secure in themselves that they deserve abundance because of the work that they've done. That kind of comes back to that aspect of self-worth, Right. So if someone is in, insecure about themselves, it's hard for them to have that abundance mindset because, oh, I don't deserve that. I'm not yeah, good enough. I understand. Right? It's like on the mi mindset part, but but we can yes. still work with energy alone. Yes, right? you're right. Yeah. You're right, which is what I'm getting to. Yeah. Um, so that, is, that, that sense of insecurity, that negative emotion resides in our kidneys. Uh -huh. So that insecurity and also fear, resides in our kidneys, which fear can get in the way as well of an abundance mindset, resides in our kidney and it depletes the chi in our kidneys. Uh -huh. So by uh, doing exercises or when I do the energy work, if I, I work on purging that out and then filling it to strengthen, to tonify the kidneys, it helps you know bring up uh, uh, that into balance and our kidneys are responsible for our vitality and our drive you know, which entrepreneurs need. We need that vitality and, and the, the drive, the motivation to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Another thing uh, I would say is in order for it to have a, an abundance mindset, you have to be able to let go and trust. And when there's a lack of trust, that emotion resides in the spleen. Mm -hmm. That's the storehouse of, of mistrust. So if there's a lot of mistrust, like, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't believe that's going to happen. I just, yeah, I'm asking for it, but I don't trust it. You know, it's, there's different ways to, you know, that lack of trust, there's different flavors of that. Um, so that resides in the spleen. So that'd be purging that, strengthening it so that you can then have trust. And, and that is conducive to an abundance mindset. Yeah. Fantastic. And when you say when I do business work, do you uh, business energy work, do you mean when you train people how to do it? Or what do you mean? Or do you actually do it oh. for them in some sort of way? So the, typically when um, when it's in the Qigong context, I have people that come to see me for the energy work. So they actually lay on a table and I'm guiding and directing chi inside and outside the body, working with their energetic anatomy. Like you mentioned earlier, just like we have a physical anatomy, we have an energetic anatomy. So um, I'm working with the three bodies, the spirit body, the energy body, and the physical body uh, to do all these things that we've been talking about. But then after I finish, depending upon the situation that they're in and what's going on, I'll give them what are called qigong prescriptions, which are essentially these exercises. Mm -hmm. uh, so if they need to work on their kidneys and spleen, I'll give them the two different exercises for the kidney and spleen and, and you know, tell them, this is what you do, do it every day, you know, for this amount of time. Um, and then over time, that'll, that'll help them because it's not a one and done thing. <laughs> you know, there's the, I can have an impact yeah. um, and that impact could last for, you know, 
three days, five days or so. But if they do these exercises, it prolongs the effects of those sessions for you know a week to 10 days. But if they continue to do those exercises, it really helps them to, it gives them a tool to help them own their own healing process and to continue that process and to eventually um, be able to be better equipped to manage through it and, and get to a better state of mind. But everyone's different and have different degrees of where they're at with the work that they need. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So you, your book, Business Kung Fu, is, uh, yes. is a bestseller on Amazon. Yes. Where else yes. can people find it? Or is it only on Amazon, your website, maybe? Um, right now, Amazon is the only place where people can purchase the book. It just came out three months ago. This is my first book. So, Congratulations. I, so <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I worked, it took me 12 years to get it done. And I've yeah, actually well, worked on it for 12 yeah. years, but that's perseverance. That's part of, you know, the Kung Fu is perseverance. Yeah, I finally got it done. Um, so there's a whole new world. I'll have it available on other places, channels eventually. Um, but for right now, it's available in paperback, hardcover, and Kindle format on Amazon. Um, if people want to learn about like the five elements that I mentioned earlier, they could. that's in the first chapter, and people could download that first chapter for free on my website, which is uh, csquaredpro.io, the letter C squared spelled out pro.io, so csquaredpro.io, and they could get that first chapter for free. Fantastic. I, I love this conversation, Craig, so much, uh, so much to unpack in, uh, when, in the word business Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I was looking forward to this because I, I, I read your profile and I started getting your emails. I'm like, oh, cool. This is going to be a great conversation because you know, she, she'll it understand. It was, it was indeed. Yeah. <laughs> we got some quite a lot. Um, yeah. any, anything that, um, that like is there anything in your mind that you feel like needs to be taken out still um you know the there, there's a lot of other stuff in the book too yeah the last three chapters um are told uh the, the body the mind the spirit so there's a chapter on each and you know that's important again that that self-care and and making sure that you have a healthy mind, body, and spirit so that you could really be set up for success and, and help carry you through on that path because that entrepreneurial journey is so challenging. It's it's the hardest thing I've done because mm -hmm. um, you really get put to the test. And that's where that element of faith comes in. And with faith, uh, this will be the last thing. Uh, I think it's super important for people yeah. to understand uh, having complete faith in yourself, you know, this goes above confidence. Confidence is one thing, but knowing with absolute certainty that you can overcome yeah. any challenge is requires faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I advocate having faith in some sort of higher power, whatever your belief system is, those that don't have one, then at least believe in yourself. But uh, I advocate, you know, just based on my experience, uh, walking a spiritual path and 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 having a sense of a higher power and world out there that can support you, that guides you, loves you, and having that faith will help you overcome your hardest moments. 
Thank you. Beautiful last words. <laughs> yeah, thank you. For this talk is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed it, Craig. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. Happy Me to too. end it with a smile also. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.